Hey guys, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. And guess what? I discovered that my car is an excellent recording studio. It's like well padded, it is small, it is isolated from most sound. Although I suppose if a car goes down the street or, you know, people walk by talking, you might be able to hear them. But for the most part, I think this is a pretty good option as long as it's not 95 degrees out, which it is not. It has been a cold and rainy weekend. Okay, two observations and a recommendation. First observation, irises are amazing. I love the way that they look when they are open but I think I like them almost as much, maybe even weirdly better when they come up like and they're like a folded up origami blade before they then open up into this like 3D ballet of a flower. Um, I just love them. I love like a stand of, I don't know if they come in a stand, but a cluster of irises that are like still all folded up, but you can see like the dark purple at the top or the dark kind of black blue color that some of them are just amazing. And there is a planting near our house of ornamental grasses and irises that I just think it looks beautiful. Love walking by it. Okay, that is observation number one. Observation number two is I do not know where I heard somebody say this sentence, but I heard someone say recently, being present doesn't have to be heavy. And I was like, oh, thank you, because I think I thought it did. I didn't realize that it was in my, my idea of presence was like a sense of like, you are rooted to the spot that you're in. But it doesn't have to be that way. And the other thing that I realized is that presence doesn't have to be contained in the shape of your body, right? So right now I'm sitting in a car and I could think about like closing my eyes and being very present, which, you know, don't wrestle too hard for it. But there is a sense of peace that can develop in your mind and your body if you can not be scanning the past, not be scanning the future, which don't exist and tend to make you feel either like anxious or full of longing for something that used to be or full of ratcheted up excitement about something that might not happen. You know, all of those can be fun places to go with your brain, but um, there is something about presence that does seem to have charms for ye old nervous system. But anyway, I could f have this feeling like I'm sitting in, I guess, I don't know if you call this a bucket seat. I don't even know if they make bucket seats anymore for cars, but like, you know, it's a seat that's kind of cradling my seat. And um, I could develop a sense of like, if I wanted to be really present, a sense of heaviness, like I am sitting right here. I'm not moving. I'm not moving into the past. I'm not moving into the present. I am right here. I'm not letting my thoughts go flying away. I'm here, 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 so heavy. Or I could have it be a light sense of presence. Like if I acknowledge that there's more space than actual stuff in my body. So okay, now I'm a cloud just floating here that happens to have gently landed on a chair 
And then the other thing is that I could imagine that the boundaries of me are actually like more expansive than they would be if you wanted to trace an outline of what is um, traditionally called my body. Um, I don't mean this to sound super woo-woo. I just think it something about it made me feel a little bit more free to think that presence means like, you know, I can see down to the end of my street and I can see like a lot of beautiful trees down there. And I'm like, that's part of the present. Like I would have to walk into the future to go and touch those trees, but everything around me, the sky, like the whole thing, it's not just like what's in within half an inch of my body. And maybe you've always thought about being present that way, or maybe you've never thought about being present. I think you're great no matter, you know, what your relationship is to presence. Um, if you want to send me a present, I'll think you're even greater. So, and I'm kind of ripping that off from uh, the very first chapter of the very first Ramona book, Ramona the Pest. If you know, you know. If you don't, if there's any kids in your life between the age of like three and maybe three is too young, but three, if they have a good attention span and like nine, 10, maybe even the remote Ramona, the pest is one of the best books ever. Okay. My recommendation, speaking of books, I just got from the library and started reading empire of pain, the secret history of the Sackler dynasty by Patrick Radden Keefe. And it is about the family that brought us OxyContin. And um, it is so flippin' well-written. It drives my husband crazy. And it drives me crazy, too, actually, when he does this. Like, if I'm sitting reading and doing something, I don't want somebody reading me paragraphs of what they're reading. But I keep having these these moments where I'm like, this is an amazing paragraph. This is such good storytelling. So I'm probably like 50, 55 pages in. The, the characters who are real people are fascinating. Um, I know the story is going to be fascinating. The history and science that gets woven in is really well done. And there are just these moments where you think a certain story is being told. And then there's like, a little tiny sentence bomb at the end where you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming, but yep, that makes sense. And um, so anyway, it's great. I highly recommend, and I've heard through the grapevine that the audiobook version is also really good. So that's what I have to say. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.